Welcome to the OA Light a Candle Meeting Podcast. Visit our website at www.oalaig.org where you'll find three separate speaker feeds with over 300 speaker files, links for you to subscribe to the podcast, and a place where you can donate to keep this special service active. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Patricia. Hi, I'm Patricia, compulsive overeater, bulimic, and restrictor. Hi. Hi. Um, and I just wanted to thank you, you Sam, for asking me to speak tonight. And also, congratulations to um, you, Amy, for your one year. It's so inspiring to see people, to stay around long enough to see people come in and to, um, you know, watch this program work in their lives. Um, I um, was reflecting today about, you know, what I wanted to share and just, you know, all the different gifts that this program has given to me. Um, And I got a little bit emotional because, you know, I don't, I don't do it, I don't think, often enough where I remember really what it was like and because my life is so good today. Um, in a lot of ways, although I don't always see that, <laughs> I don't always, I need to be reminded sometimes, but um, but I guess I'm just going to share, you know, in a general way what it was like, what happened and what my life is like now, and, um, and it's so crazy for me to actually even think that, you know, I'm standing up here in a meeting sharing because, you know, I mean, I never, my life growing up was always really chaotic and I did not even know that food was my solution you know Um, I felt you know I felt like it was just my life and you know and I remember experiencing a lot of pain and just feeling like disconnected and you know not a part of and different things um, growing up and you know, it's amazing to me now, like, standing here to to ref- reflect back to those painful times and to really realize that, you know, I haven't really feel, felt that way in, in a long time, you know. Um, so, and it's interesting, like, the more, the longer I stay in recovery from, you know, bulimia, from anorexia, compulsive overeating, um, the more it's revealed. So, you know, I didn't know any of this when I came in the first day. I just knew that I was in pain. And I actually, um, you know, I remember I remember what actually got me into the rooms of OA was when I tried my last diet. Actually, I had just graduated from college. And, um, you know, I had spent a lot of time in my past, I guess just to qualify a little bit before that, um, you know, from the time I remember, I, I loved food. You know, I was always a compulsive reader, but in my family, it was actually normal. You know, like, my dad's Italian, and, you know, we would go with him. My parents are divorced, and I would go with my dad on the weekends once in a while, and he would just, like, I would feel like we'd be at a table, and he would just be, like, eating, and we wouldn't even really connect. Like, he'd just be looking down at the food and, like, eat, and then he'd bring us back to my mom's, and I was like, huh, you know, what just happened? And it was like, we had some time with my dad, and I was just like, okay. So, um, like, you know, always confused. And um, 
you know, and then my mom, you know, I found out later, it's interesting, because like I said, a lot of it I didn't know was a problem. I thought it was normal. Um, or I, I think I just didn't think about it. Um, and later on when I started, um, when I got to OA and I started reflecting back and I had a conversation with my mom, she was like, she's like, yeah, she's like, you know, I've never really had issues with food. I just remember, like, I didn't eat for a few months when your dad and I got divorced. <laughs> and I was like, well, like, a few months, like, not consistently, but, I mean, but, like, and she was hospitalized, and I was like, interesting, you know? And, like, I kept having these moments where I'm like, wow, like, there's, I mean, like, I saw, I guess, myself in them and realized, like, wow, like, this is a problem, you know? During high school, I actually didn't know that I was, um bulimic and I was restricting and I guess it started out with overeating for me and I remember one time like being online um, for the supermarket and eating a whole bag of chips online like waiting to check out and and then I would feel like really guilty afterwards like I knew there was something you know and I never really remember using food for nourishment I just remember like just liking liking it and really liking it so when I got, I think when I was about 12, I, I realized, um, you know, that it was a problem, but I didn't know what to do about it. I realized it was a problem because I realized I was getting bigger and, like, my peers were not. And, you know, and I had one best friend who actually, like, we were, did everything together, and it turns out later that she actually went in for gastric bypass surgery, and she, you know, and I remember, like, us just going there and eating together a lot of the time, and, um, and then, you know, a couple of things happened that I feel like probably sent me into my compulsive overeating quicker, um, you know, my dad got remarried when I was 12, and, and I remember just wanting attention again, and I remember, like, when I, like, stopped eating and lost, I guess I started restricting and lost some weight, like, everybody was giving me a lot of attention. And I remember thinking, like, this secret, like, this secret little voice, like, oh, like, they don't know, you know, like, they don't know what's going on. And it put up, like, a barrier, I think, between me and everybody else. Um, and I know in the, in the 12 and 12, it talks about how we, like, buried our pain with false cheerfulness. And I remember, like, when I read that, I was like, I was like, I almost, I was like, wow, I can't, I can't believe that they're speaking, you know, to me. Like, I never knew what I was doing. You know, it was just like a bunch of pain and confusion. So, and dark, like a lot of darkness, too, actually. Um, so, and I know I'm like jumping all over. Um, but I guess what happened was I stopped, like I stopped eating for a couple weeks. I remember I kept a log of all the calories that I had, and I told myself, like, you can't eat over this amount. And the way that my mind calculated it was very, like, distorted, I see now. It was like, I read in some magazine, you know, if you need to lose this amount of, if, you know, this amount of weight, have this number of calories in your diet. So I thought, okay, well, if I want to lose more, I can have half of that. And, like, I was, you know, I was um, 12 and 13 when it started. So, I mean, I didn't obviously know at the time, like, how dangerous that was. And my parents, I feel like, were kind of, like, going through a lot themselves. So they didn't really, I don't think, realize what was going on with me. Um, and then, 
another thing that I thought of was how me and my friends would go at 13 or 14, and we bought diet pills, like, at the Kmart. Actually, I think we stole them, to be honest. I don't think we bought them. Um, you know, because I don't know where I would have come up with the money, but so I'm sure it's on my list of <laughs> amends to make, my financial amends, um, which is pretty extensive. But... Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, because, you know, for me, like, stealing was not stealing. <laughs> it was like, it was like if you could get away with it, you were entitled <laughs> to have it. I mean, that's how my mind thought. Um, it was more, it was, it was like sort of all part of the game, you know. And I know now, like, looking back, I know that I was, I mean, I denied it for a while. I know I was a rebellious teenager, although I was like, I went to Catholic school, all-girls private school, and, um, you know, I, I think I mastered, like, playing that, like, sweet girl, but also, like, creating a lot of mess underneath <laughs> what was, uh, you know, like, amongst my families, and, my families, well, yeah, I mean, I, I had, two, like, my mom and my dad, and just creating, like, all this havoc, and, um, and life felt unmanageable most of the time, and I feel like, for me, the food was what, like, made it feel, like, a little bit in control. Like, I always knew that at the end of the day, you know, I could get a high from a particular, you know, food. Or, you know, and I actually remember getting highs, too, from not eating. Like, I felt this this sense of, um, like, I'm better than you. You know, like, you guys, you people have to eat and I don't, you know. And that's just how sick I got. Like, it was really bad. Um, you know, I don't think I had one person in my life who I was honest with. Not one. And, you know, and it was a, it was like a lot to, to maintain that and to a lot of energy to keep that going. Um, and so I started running. I started exercising to make up for my – because what happened, the cycle I got into was – you know, I was already overeating, and I loved food, so it was like eat, then restrict to make up for the cal- you know what I felt like shamed and guilty about, and then I was running like I was like okay run because my mother had run, so I started and it was a good way for us to bond, so I started running with her, and then after I would eat after I ran, I would feel guilty, but like looking back now, I mean it's like I look at it and I'm like wow like I needed food you know I was running like nine or ten miles at one point and I needed food and I was just really that self-hatred it's like you know that self-hatred that comes up and you know and the thing was like this was all going on within myself like I don't think anybody on the outside really knew like I mean I think they started to, to know but I don't think they really they really realized you know like what was going on, and I, I didn't really even either. Like, I didn't even have the, the words to talk about it. So, so I guess, speed it up, it up a little bit, I ended up running, I mean, one time, because I feel like for me, like, the hardest thing that I've had to overcome in OA is bulimia, for sure. And I feel like, I mean, it's weird to say, I mean, and I know I'm in a room with people who understand, but I feel like, I feel like it gave me, like, a high, you know, it was, a, it was like a drug for me, and I guess, like, I liked 
the fact that I couldn't get in trouble for it, you know, because it was like, there were other things that I tried to stay away from that, like my peers were doing, that they got in trouble for, like, you know, drugs, alcohol, whatever. And although that's part of my story later on, <laughs> um, <laughs> a big part, but, um, yeah. But, like, it didn't, um, <laughs> You know, like, for a while, it was the sneakiness, you know, of it, of the whole thing. So anyway, so, um, you know, I started, I remember that night when I was, I was at my, in my house, like, in my mom, in my parents' house, and I had two brothers, and they were around, and I just think, you know, when I think of amends, I'm like, oh my God, it's like, you know, I mean, I used to steal all my brother, my older brother's food. He would have to put his name on it. And even so, like, I would I would eat it and leave, like, a little so that he wouldn't notice, you know. And, and of course, he noticed. And then I would be like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know? So, um, so, I guess what happened was I remember having a huge binge after I ran. I ran, you know, like, I was in cross-country. I ran a whole bunch of miles. And I remember being starving. And I, I, I had this huge binge. I ate, like, I mean, I don't need to go into it, but it was, like, it was like plate after another plate after another plate after another plate after me feeling like I wanted to die, you know, in the bath, like in the bathroom crying. And I had read about bulimia and was like, like I knew, I was like, that's so messed up. But then I'm like, oh, that's, you know, like part of me, of course, knew. But then I was like, oh, well, you know, and in that moment in the bathroom, I remember this voice, this like self, such a self-hating voice in my mind just be like, you know, just do it, like, you know, like, just do it, like, you have to do it, you know, and, like, you know, you can't gain weight, you can't get fat, like, no one can know, just do it, and so I ended up doing it that one time, and then I felt like it was the solution, I was like, this is the answer, I found it, and, you know, and unfortunately, I mean, I had no idea how this, you know, it's like the solutions I found myself, you know, in different ways, actually ended up bringing me more problems, you know, in my life down the road. And um, and even in the moment. But, like, you know, when you're, you're in it, it's like you don't really know. You're just, like, surviving. So I just kept going. And, and it got really bad in high school. And then, um, you know, it was always, like, a kind of a secret. And I became a master at, like, distracting people, I think, from... Um, seeing what was going on. So I would kind of throw, like, you know, like, kind of like bombs over here, bombs over here, bombs over here, if that makes sense. And then, like, I would be able to have everyone scattering around my bombs, and then I would be able to do what I wanted to. I don't know if that even makes sense, but it was like I was constantly trying to distract people. So um, anyway, so basically what ended up happening was, um, and, you know, I mean, it, it was it was pretty much, it was, like, really bad for a really long time. I just didn't know any other way. And I kept, you know, operating on that illusion, like, you know, one day you're going to get to that perfect body, and then you'll be okay. And, you know, and thank God, for whatever reason, I was able to have when I came, you know, in the first few months that I came to OA, which was in 2001, um, you know, I came actually via, like, an... Um, outside treatment center and um, and I just remember having like this moment of clarity where I was like wow like 
what I'm doing is really crazy. You know, it's really, like, it's really hurting me, and there's a better way. You know, there's a way that you can, and I remember where God comes in and, like, my higher power. I remember thinking, like, there must be something out there that makes more sense, you know, than what I'm doing right now. Because I knew that people, not everybody did it. Like, I knew, you know, I knew not everyone threw up their food. Um, you know, and restricted. And it was like, I mean, it was all part of the same disorder. It was just me hopping around from different places in it. So anyway, so basically, um, and I feel like that one moment of clarity, sort of where the window opened, actually, like, has taken me all the way, you know, all these years later, it's like I hang on to that, where when I'm having a hard time, I'm like, you know, like I believe that there's a solution that that will, like, bring me to a better place and where I don't have to suffer so much. And not to, like, whatever, but, like, I remember thinking, like, I can have my cake and eat it too. Like, because, you know, I felt like, it was like either eat or don't eat, you know, and, or if you eat, throw up. it was like crazy. So it was like, okay, wow, like I can be on a food plan and I can actually eat what my body needs and then I can put it down and I can pray. And, um, and I got so much freedom from that and I practiced, and my program's evolved, it's evolved a lot actually. Um, and, and a few things, too. Like, I remember, I'm, like, the queen of geographical cures. Um, you know, like, it's just funny because I don't even remember. And then I see a picture. I'm, like, that was when I moved to Maui. <laughs> you know, Facebook, Facebook. I'm, like, that's right. And to become a vegan, you know? Like, these things that, like, seems like I would work, like, at my, my retail store and save all my money and then be like, okay, I'm going to move. And I didn't have a sponsor to run these things by at the time. You know, now it's like sometimes the thoughts still come up, but, you know, at least I have someone who can be like, you know what, like, that's not a good idea. And I can be like, wow, like, you know, that's not a good idea. But, you know, and I remember I remember just wanting to, like, get out of my life, you know. Um, I moved to, to Paris for the summer one time and was – Like, it's sad how, like, you know, thinking about the pain, it's like, I really thought, like, this is my answer, you know? And I was, every time I did that, I I was like, I'm going to stay there and build my life there. And, like, you know, and then it was only a matter of time before I ended up going back to the binging and purging. And then at the end of the day, it felt even worse because it was, like, yet again, you know, a fail with trying to, like, manage my life, you know, on my own. So, um... So, yeah, so I haven't, so I came into OA in 2001. Um, I remember, I mean, just briefly, like, my bottom. I was, I had just graduated college, and um, it was, you know, my we just moved from, I was living in my house my whole life, and my mom got remarried, and then I moved to this little apartment with her, and um you know, and I had finished college, and then, like, 9-11 happened, and I was, like, I mean, I was living on the East Coast, and I was just, like, horrified. You know, it was one of the scariest things ever, and and the thing, like, looking back on it now, like, I was so, like, self-obsessed in my disease that, like, I couldn't even comprehend, and I think, like, a lot of people couldn't comprehend what had happened, but I felt like 
I just felt like I need to do something about my life, you know, like, and then I was, I was graduating college and I needed to get a job and I was thinking like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to do this and work, you know, like now what, like what do I do? Then all this fear, and like the fear led me back to the food for a long time, um, and then, you know, and I remember like the seriousness too, like I was in a lot of denial about how I could have died, like, numerous times. Like, I found out later on from, you know, throwing up, like, my ears would ring. And, and like, I didn't know that that was, like, I mean, I'm very lucky that, like, you know, and that's why I'm, like, I'm, like, wow, because I really forget, like, how lucky I am that, that I'm still here, you know? It's easy to forget, I think, when life is good. Um, but, like... But, yeah, it was, it got pretty bad. And then I remember I started to take pills because I would shake from throwing up. And then, like, got, you know, and had some other addictions and then, you know, drinking and all different things, just, like, hopping around. So, um, so anyway, I ended up going to, to Florida and um, going to uh, a treatment center. And it was 12-step based. And I just remember being so ready. <laughs> I was like, I heard the message. I remember the first OA meeting I went into, I was like, why is everyone, like, talking about these things? <laughs> like, this is what, you know, you're supposed to keep that to yourself, you know? Like, I was so uncomfortable at first. I was like, I just wanted, you know, I was like, this is so weird. But then I, you know, it intrigued me. So I stayed. And um, I started talking, you know, and heard myself sharing in meetings and, like, the truth started coming out. <laughs> it was just like, it was something that I never really could have dreamed, dream, like I couldn't have dreamt that that was going to happen, you know. So um, so I ended up staying, you know, in OA. And then, and the good thing about this program is that it's everywhere, you know. I mean, I'm so grateful because, I've moved around quite a lot, and every time that I move around and then, you know, like, have one of those, like, brilliant ideas and then move somewhere, you know, it's like, it's like you guys in OA have been there to sort of catch me and to, to like, pick me back up and, um, and to tell me, like, you know, why don't you try doing this this time? And it's something, like, I would have never thought of, and it's like, that'll never work. But then when I do it, like, I feel better, you know, I feel like, I feel like somehow in that moment, it makes me more connected to, to life, to, like, what's going on outside of me, um, so, um, yeah, so, I don't know what else to share, I mean, there's so, there's so much, that I feel like so many of the promises and, you know, the steps and everything I wanted to talk about a little bit. I mean, one huge thing that I've gained from coming to OA is just a sense of, like, accountability. You know, like, I was, and I still am, like, not there a lot of the time, but it's pointed out to me, you know, like, when I'm not. Um, but, like, that sense of accountability. Like, I remember even, you know, I have actually, I'll have, uh, I had nine years without purging in June, which is something that, I mean, I'm as amazed as anybody else because, 
you know, I mean, and, like, I grew up going to Catholic school, and, like, I did not have a good relationship with God. And I think it's, I mean, a lot of people I know did. So I know it's not that. It's, like, you know, probably a lot of things. But, um, but like, I knew that that this was something that I never could do on my own. So it's, it's, it's like, it, the steps, like, God's, like, gotten into my life without, without me even, like, trying too hard, you know, by just kind of, I guess, just listening to other people and, sh- and showing up, really. But, um, but, yeah, the fourth step, the accountability piece, because I was always, like, bla- I had a really good reason to blame people for everything. And, and like, now it's, like, I'm called out when I'm lying. <laughs> and it's a lie, you know? Like, it was never a lie. It was, like, but they're my parents. Like, don't, you know, like, don't, it's okay to lie to them. Like, I remember, <laughs> it was, like, my thought process. It's, like, but they're your parents, you know? And, like, it's, like, no, like, it's never okay to lie. And I remember the first time that I was called out on it, it was about my rent. And I was, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, so I, I was talking to my sponsor, and I'm like, yeah, so, you know, I told my mom that I need, it was financial, and I was like, yeah, I told my mom that, you know, I didn't have enough to pay my rent, but I really do, but I actually needed that money for, you know, something else down the road, and it was like this whole big thing, and she was like, you need to tell your mom the truth, and it like, I was like, what? Like, it, I was like, what do you mean? I can't tell her the truth, but you know, at that point, at that point, I think I was so, I was like, had come from, this was about, I would say, like, two years ago, um, and I had come from a lot of pain, you know, in recovery and in sobriety. So I remember being like, okay, I'm going to try it and I'm going to listen. And, like, I was so afraid to tell the truth. And when I finally did, you know, my mom was just like, she was like, you what? And then she's like, oh, okay, <laughs> you know, and like, well, and then we, it was like, okay, and I have to do this. Like, I can't take this from you. I have to give it back to you. And that really, like, stopped my life, you know, and it, it really, like, it really kind of stopped me and was like, gave me clarity to how I was living, you know. Um, so, yeah, I don't want to talk too much. Um, I, I need too much more. I want to leave some time. I know we're ending early. Um, but I wanted to say one more thing about the steps and the amends. Um, that, you know, I've met, I've made amends to both my parents. And I'm working on my brothers. And, um, you know, it actually, like, it actually was better than I ever would have thought myself. Because I got to see, like, when I was so self-obsessed in my disease, I got to see, like, myself through other people and their experience with me, which really made me not want to go back there. But I remember my dad said to me after I did, and this was actually just a year ago, he was like, he was like, I just felt like no matter what I did for you, like, it was never enough. And, like, it got me upset because I was, like, I didn't I didn't see it that way, you know, but I do now, like, because it never was enough, and I don't think it ever would have been enough because that wasn't, it wasn't the problem, you know, because I, I had, I mean, now I'm grateful for a lot of things in my life, you know, and my past, I'm gr- I have gratitude for my mom and my dad for what they did um, and, you know, and how they raised me and or what they did give to me. Like, I'm, you know, more open to seeing things in a different light. Um, So I just, I guess I wanted to 
end now and get some questions. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, you asked if my brothers knew that, I, and my mother and my family knew that I was in program because I'm making amends to them. So you're wondering if they know that I'm in program. And what that's been like. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, I don't think they really, I don't think they really get it, you know, that I'm, like, in program and I go to meetings, like, often and that I'm working a program. But I think they know that I've changed in some way since, you know, I was living with them and all that stuff going on. And I don't think they necessarily know, like, what the change has been. But... Um, but they do know, they do know that I am in program, and I mean, it doesn't really affect them one way or another, to be honest. Like, I think, um, you know, I think I, I was, like, this big thing, like, you know, with everyone knowing and not knowing, and it doesn't really affect other people's lives, like, you know, the fact that, like, I'm working in program, it hopefully will affect their lives you know, in a positive way and our relationships, but they don't really, it really hasn't affected them that much. And, I mean, I was so ashamed in the beginning. Like, I didn't want anybody to know. But um, but at this point, I feel like, you know, I think they kind of just are, like, glad that I'm doing better. Yeah. Can I work, uh, sorry, can I talk a little bit about, about how I do step 10? Um, yeah. Well, usually I know when when I've done something that's affected somebody else. You know, I feel it right away. And, um, you know, I'll talk about it with my sponsor and sort of figure out, like, what to do about it usually. Um, but... Yeah, I think it's more of, like, a natural process. I don't have, like, I know some people have, like, a writing they do and, like, a form and all this stuff. I don't, per se, do that, do it that way, but I feel like it's more like a fluid sort of process where I take a look at these things. And and I feel like I, like, I feel like most of the time I know when I'm doing something, like, on some level that's not spiritually fit. You know, like, I... I mean, I'll know. Do I want to admit it to myself? <laughs> Not all the time. But but then I realize, like, from that point, if I don't admit it, my life starts to get more, like, unmanageable and out of control. So I have to – it's sort of like going back to that. It brings me back, you know what I mean, to that place. So I, I don't do – no. Like, I don't do a nightly, like, form or anything like that. So how do I deal with my life getting bigger? Yeah, it uh, it did. I mean, and it does continue to get bigger. And I didn't really talk too much about how I, you know, was able to go back to school and go to graduate school and, you know, do a lot of things in recovery. Um, I think as my life gets bigger, I need to reach out to people more and ask for help more, even though it's probably the last thing I want to do. But... You know, I have to learn how to, I think, work more with my relationships with other people. Because as my life gets bigger, like, 
you know, lots of things happen. And, um, yeah, and to continue to to remember where I came from, you know, and know that I don't want to go back there helps me. And, like, I see people oftentimes, it saddens me a lot, you know, who are still, like, active in the disease, and that's how I was for a long time. And, you know, and I never imagined that I wouldn't be there. So, um, so I feel like working with others in that way, like, helps me remain grateful for what I've gotten. And every time that I put my recovery, like, as you know, number two or number three, every time that I've done that, I've suffered, you know, like, if I keep this first in my life, then, I mean, I didn't, thankfully, like, I didn't relapse, I mean, I, and again, like, my food's not, it's not perfect, you know, my abstinence is I don't, I don't throw up no matter what, and amongst that, like, there's been times where I've done, abstained from certain foods and different things, but, um, but yeah, I think remembering where I came from is, is really helpful and 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 keeping you know having others keep me in check like although my life might be getting bigger like I'm still I'm still a human being you know like I try to be humble and remember like to stay grounded I guess that yeah how my higher power has helped me in my recovery um it's funny funny yeah because you know my higher power is always there but I don't always choose to connect with my higher power. And it's like those moments that I'm pushed, you know, and, and I'm trying to, like, I've been, every morning and every night I'll get on my knees and say and pray and say thank you. And I don't always feel anything, and sometimes it's more like, here, I have to do it, you know, it's like that. But it's gotten me into, and it was suggested to me, and it's gotten me into the habit of, um, like, making somewhat of a connection and a relationship with this thing that I don't really know that much about, you know, that's beyond me. Um, and, like, there's different instances in my life that where I've thought for sure, like, I know that there's a higher power. You know, like, um, like different things where I'm, like, grateful. Like, I'm, like, I feel like something bigger than me is looking out for me and working in my life. Um, yeah. And when I was into the food, like, I, it was always happening, and I never connected with it, you know? Um, so now it's cool. Like, I know it's always there, and it's up to me to connect to it. And hopefully, like, I choose to do it, you know, like, more often um, on an ongoing basis. You know, for today, I am. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Thank you.